It is another Friday in Oklahoma, and you know what that means, OU Texas, because everyone's traveling down to Dallas for the Convo. But while you're traveling, you're listening to your favorite podcast, It's Burgers and Brats, with your hosts Braxton Poe and Matt Martin. The greatest day of the year is the second October, second Saturday in October, OU Texas. It's finally here this week. Matt, I am so pumped, so excited for an OU win this year. I am too. It better be a big OU win. Hey, favored pretty big, but see how that turns out. Anything can happen in that game. We have our OU Texas segment coming up later in our podcast, so stick around for that. First, we're going to talk about MLB playoffs. Matt, I know you got a lot to say about the playoffs so far, so Matt, take it away. Wednesday night was such a crazy night of baseball. Two game fives. Cardinals at Braves, Nationals at Dodgers. And I can't believe this game. I couldn't believe these games because I I look at my – well, you texted me first, and you said, who knows baseball better? You were trying to get under our skin. Apparently I know baseball better because I predicted the Cardinals win, and they did. So they're up 10-0 after the first inning, and I'm like, well, that could not have gone any worse. So the Braves get axed. They lose the game – 13-1, 13-1, to one, so yeah. that's pretty bad. After the game, Brian McCann says he's retiring. So, uh, you know, great, uh, you know, played for the Yankees, played for the Braves for a long time, and he came back for a victory lap with the Braves. So, you know, Brian McCann, a great catcher. Should have came back for the Yankees. Well, you got Gary Sanchez. So I don't think you really need him, right? Your team's already stacked. Then you look at the Nationals-Dodgers. Everyone says, okay, Nationals got their little good luck win to get in the postseason, beat the Brewers, but they're not going to beat the Dodgers. They force a game five. They're down 3-1 in the eighth, and here comes Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw, the ace, here to shut them down again in the eighth inning because he got out of a jam in the seventh. Hey, but this is postseason Kershaw we're talking about, not regular season. So not the same person. No. Here you go. Anthony Rendon. One pitch. Gone. Home run. 3-2. to two. Okay. You're okay. You're winning, but let's shut him down. Juan Soto comes in. Pit, one pitch. Gone. Back-to-back pitches, back-to-back home runs. It's a tie game. Joe Kelly comes in the ninth, shuts him down. Now, uh, Jock Peterson, I think it was Peterson, almost hit a home run in the top of the ninth inning. Got down the wall. Dodgers thought they walked it off. Yep. In the bottom of the ninth inning. You go to the tenth inning, and it gets ugly. Bases loaded. No outs. Howie Kendrick in the plate. Joe Kelly still pitching. Remember, went the ninth inning. He's still pitching the tenth. Grand slam. Dodgers are out. One of the best records in baseball. Them and the Astros. Great offenses. And goodbye, Dodgers. So we got Cardinals Nats playing in the NL NLCS. I'm excited about that. I love to see the Nationals beat the Cards. Go Cards. This has been a, this is a magic magic postseason run right now that the Nationals are having. Hey, like I said, though, if you guys were listening, the best team in baseball only wins the World Series 16% of the time. So you knew it wasn't going to happen this year. But now let's bring on Jacob Clements to talk a little baseball. He, he's a diehard uh, Astros fan, so come come on and let's talk, Clements. Well, you know, really with this uh, with these NLDS matchups, I mean, these things were stunning. I mean, First of all, something that stunned me was Brian McCann just instantly retiring after this game. I mean, just basically, I'm done. And then as well, 
Um, you know, I mean, obviously the Cardinals had uh, their magic going with them, and the Braves, you know, did get uh, did get chopped. Um, but really what surprised me along with, I think, you, Matt, as well, is that uh, Nats-Dodgers series. That was incredibly stunning. First off, I mean, you can argue if Christian Yelich hadn't gotten injured, the Brewers probably would have been in that spot. Um, you can also argue that the Nats really, like, obviously they haven't had success lately, so, you know, what are they going to do in it? Um, obviously, postseason Kershaw came into play. Um, he's about the equivalent in the postseason of a, uh, like, 65-year overall pitcher on MLB The Show. And really, that just, that last Grand Slam really obviously sealed the fate, but that was just kind of proof that the Dodgers just can't get lucky. I mean, think about it. You made the World Series twice in a row. You lose in the NLDS this year. What? They haven't won it since 88. And so, really, that's just, that's something that's incredibly stunning to me. Well, when you look at the Dodgers, and I was reading about this this morning, is it falls on Dave Roberts' managing because you have a bullpen that is stacked. I mean, a really electric bullpen. And you go with Clayton Kershaw, and his reasoning was, look, it's Clayton Kershaw. It's the name. It's the ace. That's your ace pitcher. And I get that. But when you have a stacked bullpen, maybe, just maybe, once Kershaw gave up that leadoff home run, maybe you should have pulled him. Okay? Because it's 3-2, and you're like, okay, you know, he got out of a jam in the seventh. Here he comes. He gives up a home run. Now, usually, you're not going to do that to start an inning. You're going to see, you know, see if he can get the next out. Maybe if he gives up a single or a double, then you make a pitching change. No one knew it was going to be back-to-back home runs. But maybe you go to your bullpen instead of pulling out a starter just because he's your ace in that situation. I know it's a Game 5 must-win game, but Clayton Kershaw is not good in must-win games. Well, and think about it as well. If they had won in advance, right, if they hadn't gone to the top of the 10th and the Dodgers had walked it off, what would you have done with your rotation in the NLCS too? I mean, that's... To me, honestly, that kind of stunned me as well, the, that he made that decision. I would have gone to the bullpen as well with that and just chosen one of the pitchers out of there and just see and just seen what happened. But Kershaw, obviously the name recognition, I just, obviously, he can't win it in must-win situations. It was a tough day for the Dodgers and the Braves, both who should have, could have said, should have won this series. Dodgers had it, of course, and, and, you know, and Clayton Kershaw blew it. The Braves, if you go back to game one, blew it in the eighth and, you know, blew it in the eighth inning and the ninth inning, and they should have had a win there as well. Um, and in fact, I think, and I have to go back and I need to look this one up, but I think the Braves all blew another game too. I mean, this was a meltdown by the bullpen for the Braves this series and not a good series. Also, other, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. was in talks a lot for some uh, game one not running. He thought he hit a home run, but it was like a, uh, a long single or double or whatever, and he was just kind of jogging. And so his teammates kind of got on that. You have to hustle. You have to run. So, again, this is a very, very young team that the Braves should be back next year because, again, you've got the Marlins in your division. Good luck. that They're not doing anything. You've got the Mets who should be better. Philadelphia, you would hope, should be better. But, and, but this Braves team should be back in contention again next year. They've got great pieces, core pieces, but they need to shore up, I think, that bullpen a little bit more, and they maybe will need to look at a rotation piece or so. But it's it just a young team, and it failed them this year. Yeah, when you give up 10 runs in the first, you're not going to win 
and that was just that was just bad for the Braves. So, you guys got anything else to talk about MLB playoffs? It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, Everyone's we'll fighting for there. second against the Yankees. So, okay, Braxton, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But yeah, thank you for joining us, Clements. He'll be back to talk OU Texas later on in our podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Burgers Brats, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Burgers Brats. Give us five stars. Give us a good review. Thank you guys. All right, so uh, that's MLB playoffs so far. We're gonna talk NFL predictions for this upcoming week. So. The games this week, they are not very good. But we're going to dive into a few. Starting with San Francisco and the Rams. Rams are favored by three. So San Francisco is undefeated after demolishing the Browns last week, uh, playing the flag on Baker Mayfield and fake uh, non-handshakes to begin the game. But matchup, it's going to be good. It's at L.A. I, I think San Francisco finally gets their first loss of the year. This Rams team is tough. Todd Gurley. Uh, Sean McVay and Jared Goff, Cooper Cup. They've just got so many weapons. I don't think uh, Garoppolo can um, stay with it. I'm going Rams 28 to 19. Yeah, the Rams three and two. Um, three and two. I mean, they should not have lost last week. Zerline missing the would have been a game-winning field goal. Yeah, I look at them, and you're right. I have to agree with you. I think San Fran will get their loss. Their defense is really good. Okay, their defense is really good. They're taught they're third overall. And Jimmy G has looked really good at quarterback. But you're going against the Rams, who have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett, Jared Goff, even though, yes, he's been throwing picks kind of like crazy too, but a really good team of a lot of offensive weapons. You've got Todd Gurley. So I agree with you. I think the Rams will pull this off. I'm going to say... It's going to be a, a 10 point, like a tw- I'm going to say a 34 24 game, even though that doesn't go with what the Rams are. They, you know, the same, uh, San, San Fran. Fran. Don't know who I'm talking about. San Fran's defense has been really good, but I think that Rams offense is going to break through that, and I think they're going to put up 34. So yeah. what they say, 34 24. All right, so we both think uh, the Rams win outright. They win big, cover the spread. So next, going to talk about Houston and Kansas City. Kansas City coming off a tough loss at home versus the Colts. Favored by four and a half. They're at home versus Deshaun Watson. And the high-powered Houston offense now with Will Fuller, who broke out of his shell. But Pat Mahomes should have a field day with this Houston defense. It's fun if you've got anybody on the Chiefs or whoever's playing the Chiefs on fantasy because there's not a whole lot of defense. It's going to be back and forth, back and forth. For except, both teams. For both teams. Except last week, Colts had great defense on Kansas City. It was a close game. But this one's going to be back and forth. As we saw, Deshaun Watson put up like 50 points last week in fantasy. Last week, um, Patrick Mahomes did not throw a touchdown pass, which was the second time, I think, in his career. Um, or first? First or second? Maybe, maybe first. Maybe it might be first. Down, you know, it seems like he's getting 40 points a game with all these touchdowns. Um that's going to change, though. He will get a lot of touchdowns in this game. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. And I'm almost going to say that we're looking at possibly, I'm going out on a limb here, a 45-42 kind of game. Wow. That's, that's high up there. Yeah. Yeah, where Houston needs to do, they need to pound the rock early. Carlos Hyde, uh, Kansas City gives up close to 160 yards a game per the, on the rush. But yeah, Houston, Deshaun Watson has to be on like he's been on. Will Fuller, get him open. Uh, just pound the rock, Houston. I, I think Houston goes into Arrowhead and wins. 
Kansas City, second straight loss, two losses at home. Really? You think back-to-back? Back? You're back going back-to-back. To back. Back. That's bold, my friend. Back That's to bold. Back. This Houston team is dangerous. Chiefs are dangerous, but still no Tyreek Hill. I'm going to Sean Watson. Uh, th- I'm going 31-27, so a little lower than you, Matt. Not a Big 12 game. I know. <laughs> uh, it's high scoring for sure. That, you know. So what, what other games we got, you know? We got Atlanta at Arizona. Uh, Atlanta up by two and a half. Both teams, only one win. Only one win for both teams. Um, so but watching both these teams this year, you think they should have at least two, three wins. Just watching both of them. Kyler's done a really good job in Arizona. Matty Ice, um, Julio, they've been going off all year. Just haven't seemed to pull one out at the end. Arizona defeating the winless Bengals last week. Do you see that stat? Kyler has the most completions through five games by a rookie in NFL history. Doesn't surprise me. It's Kyler Murray. We've seen him play. He throws Seven records left and right. They have him throwing for like 50 passes a game. Yeah. It's a ton. It's a lot for it a is. rookie. 50 is a ton, Braxton. You're right. <laughs> it's a lot. But both teams, they're struggling this year. But I'm trusting Matty Ice right now. I'm going 23-21 um, Falcons. I remember when we were, you know, I don't know how many episodes ago it was, we were talking about predictions for this year, and we were talking about divisions. And I, I think we all said that the Saints were going to win this. You know, you and uh, I said that maybe. I had Carolina. You had Carolina, right? Well, I'm, I'm shocked that Atlanta is sitting dead last, them. and they're 1-4. and four. I'm really shocked about that. Tampa Bay's 2-3. and three. They're playing Carolina. They could be 3-3. Three and three. Both teams would be 3-3. Three and three. Saints now riding 4-1. and one. I'm shocked though Atlanta is dead last at a one and four. I could see them being a two and two team, you know. And I'm not saying that they're going to be up there with the Saints or as you said Carolina, but I'm I really am shocked they only have one win in five games. Yeah. Because this was a team a couple seasons ago, got There's... completely destroyed. Their souls were crushed against with with Tom Brady being them in the, in the Super Bowl. You can't bounce back from that. But yeah, the one win coming against a good Eagles team. And then they got shut down in Detroit, lost last week. Uh, New Orleans, maybe. But, yeah, this team, both teams should be better than the record shows. But I'm going Atlanta. See, yeah, remember earlier in the season, we thought this was the best division in football. At least I did, for sure. That that division is stacked, and they're all playing pretty good, except for Atlanta, apparently. But trust in Atlanta to get the job done on the road. Yeah, well, you know, and just real quick on that division, Carolina is interesting because <laughs> – they are two and zero away, but they're one and two at home. <laughs> so they got to figure out that home problem, and one was sooner rather the Bucks. than later. Yeah, lost to the Bucks on a play that came down right to the goal line stance, pretty much. Yep. yep. And then final game of the NFL uh, weekend that we're gonna pick: Seattle at Cleveland or Cleveland. Seattle's favored by one and a half. Cleveland. What I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, t- horrible, horrible loss. Baker Mayfield, two interceptions. The game-changing play was when Callaway dropped a touchdown pass and San Francisco turned it back, and they just didn't let up on the breaks from there. But should be a good game. Seattle comes to Cleveland. Should be a good one. Cleveland has been disappointed, right, all these years. Baker is their saving grace, and he gave them a lot of hope last year. If you're going to see a Cleveland Browns game at home, you're still disappointed. They are 0-2 at home. You have not seen a Baker Mayfield win yet this year at home. Does that change this weekend? 
I don't think it does, and here's why. Seattle's coming off 10 days of rest. They're coming off a win and 10 days of rest, so I think they can get the job done at Cleveland. But seeing this Cleveland team beat Baltimore on the road and then they can't win at home, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland pulls it out. I'm going super, super close game, 24-23. Something's got to change. 0-2 at home, Cleveland. 2-0 away, Seattle. Something's got to change. A one is going in a in a either a win or loss column. Something's changing. Who are you picking? Well, I want Cleveland to win. I really do. But Baker Mayfield's not playing good right now. We've talked about that O line's not good. No. That O line so, is terrible. He has three seconds to throw, if that. I think Seattle comes in and wins this one and they go five one. I think it's close. I think it's close, but I think Seattle pulls it out. All you have to do is blitz every, send an extra linebacker every play, and it's he'll easy. get a sack. It's easy. But Cleveland needs to rely on the run game, need to get Nick Chubb going, and they can win that way. But yes. I trust Russell Wilson more right now. Baker Mayfield, step it up. You're in a sophomore slump. Come on. Cleveland needs you. Okay, I got I to throw some. It wasn't in our script, but I'm throwing some at you, Braxton. We have a script? All right. <laughs> let me tell you this. There are four teams that don't have a win yet. Let me let me guess. Okay, you want to pick them? Let's see what you got. Cincinnati, ding ding ding. Washington, yeah. Miami, uh, four. Oh, uh, in Miami's division. <laughs> Jets. The Jets. Jets. Who your Cowboys play? Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Out of those four, which team goes the longest without getting that first win? Who do the Jets play after the Cowboys? That is a good question. Because Washington and Miami play this week. I'm going Washington in that game, so Washington gets their first win. They are playing the Patriots. All right, so I'm going my aunt. Wait, who does Jets? Jets play Dallas, then the Patriots. Who do the Who do the Dolphins play after Washington? Does it matter? No. <laughs> um, they play the Dolphins. Sorry. And who is the other team? Cincinnati? Cincinnati, Ooh, might yeah. Be Cincinnati. You know, it would be nice if I can pull up these uh, this schedule here right now. <laughs> um, they are playing the Redskins. Yes. And then they're playing the Bills. And then Steelers. And then the Steelers. Uh, so that's... Oh, I'm going to go... And then Bengals are playing Ravens, Jags, and Rams. I'm going to go... And who cares about Washington? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Andy Dalton is awful. You know, I said I didn't think the Dolphins were going to win a game this year, and I still, in a way, think that's I still think that's going to happen. But we got a new runner in the race, and I think Cincinnati. I think it's going to be those two teams. We're both agreeing. Yeah, we're both agreeing. I mean, Cincinnati doesn't look good, and it's not the new coach. It's, gosh, it's Andy <laughs> Dalton. Oh, how is he not retired and pulled an Eli Manning? I know. Well, well trade Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, let Eli get a chance at Cincinnati. Yeah, Let's they start finally that off. fired Marvin Lewis. And they kept Andy Dalton. Let's get a uh, hashtag trending on Twitter. Eli to Cincy. Let's, Let's get it going. It. Let's get it going. Let's do it. So, all right. So, and Miami and the Jets have to play twice a year. So, might go one and win. Someone will win. I still think Dolphins are going to have a long losing streak. But we'll <laughs> see if that changes. But yeah, so that's our NFL predictions. Take it to the bank. We got OU Texas preview coming up in a few segments. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, at Burgers Brats. So, Matt... We're going to do college football pick them. We're going to do on this day, and then we're going to do OU Texas. All right? So college football. Um, pretty good games. So pretty good games this, uh, this weekend, especially OU Texas. But 
here's one that will looks good on paper. Well, it doesn't look good on paper. It looks good in the SEC bias. A&M, I mean, number one Bama at A&M. Bama is favored by 17. A&M is ranked 24th. You know how SEC biased that is? This team, you want to hear their three wins? Let's, let's go over this. So, Lamar, Texas State, and Arkansas. Those are their three wins. They've lost to Clemson. They've lost to Auburn. And they're still in the top 25. And they're about to lose to Bama. <laughs> and they're going to be ranked 25th instead wow. of 24th. That's what's going to happen after this week. I have to apologize to all our listeners out there because I, uh, I was on the A&M bandwagon. I officially jumped off the bandwagon, jumped into an ocean, and swam as far <laughs> away as I could anywhere from Texas A&M. Bama's winning big. <laughs> I hate to say that, but Bama, you won again. Just give it to well, Bama. Bama A&M is not any competition this year. What a the hire of Jimbo Fisher. You paid him way too much money. Come on, A&M. Coaches get paid way too much money. In <laughs> Especially his, his was all. He set the record at the time, hey, right? Props to him though. He knew Florida State was not going to be good, so he jumped to A&M. A little, a better of a job. And but, A&M's not going to be good. No, they're not. Whenever gonna be he good. leaves, they're not going to be good. He's just. This is the trend. He needs to go to Rutgers. <laughs> Take over the program, Jimbo. Jimbo to Michigan? Ooh, because we know Jim Harbaugh, who we talked about. Well, you, yeah, you weren't. You missed it. You were out doing whatever that one episode. <laughs> you weren't here, but you missed it. We were talking about who's more overrated, Jim Harbaugh or Jim uh, Jimbo Fisher. And let me tell you this: they're both overrated. I'm going to go Jim Harbaugh. Just because well, Jimbo's yeah. won. Jimbo's won, yeah. Yes. But Jim Harbaugh's sitting there like, I can't beat Ohio State. I can beat 10-3, and three, but yet it won't do anything. And yeah, I'm Jim Harbaugh. Khakis, sponsor me. <laughs> yeah, let's go. They play Illinois this week, so they should if get a Illinois win. If Illinois beats Michigan. <laughs> it's at Illinois. If, if Illinois beats Michigan at Illinois, Jim, you're out. Fire him on the spot. Get rid of his khakis <laughs> and say, hit the road. So, does Bama score 100 points? No. Of course not. This is not going to be a game where they're putting up 70. But this is a game where it'll be 40-something to maybe like 17, 10. I don't... A touchdown. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be big. That, that A&M team, they're a fraud. They're awful. I am i don't think Bama gives up more than 10. Not even in garbage time because Tua will be out by halftime for sure. Out by the first quarter, probably. <laughs> he might be out by the first quarter. But I'm going Bama 55-10. to 10. Wow. Fifty-five okay. to ten, Bama. Okay, I, this a and team is awful. They're so not much good. hype. It's SEC hype. It's awful. But then, going to skip to the Big Ten. Michigan State coming off a tough loss versus Ohio State at eight. Wisconsin, who's favored by ten and a half. So here are little stats for that points per game. Michigan State twenty-seven. Wisconsin forty-three. Uh, uh, passing yards a game two sixty. Michigan State, um, and then. Uh, 202 for Wisconsin. Here's a big difference. Rushing yards, 130 for Michigan State and 254 for Wisconsin with Jonathan Taylor. So this game, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be. I think it'll be close. I really do. It's always like when I watch a Michigan State game, it's boring. Yeah, because it always seems like they only have like three <laughs> or seven or ten. It's not what. It's not good. Wisconsin's gonna run over this team. Not even gonna be close. Not Mich- even going to be close. But how bad that Wisconsin passing game is, you put nine guys in the box for Michigan State. Listen to me. Put nine guys in the box and stop Jonathan Taylor. Put them all on the line of scrimmage. 
and just stop Jonathan Taylor like that. He will run right through them. I don't think so. Run right through the whole team. Wisconsin's that good, Braxton. They are that good. This will Their not best be win close. Is Michigan, who's not that not good. This will not be close. Michigan State is going to get blown out of the water in this game. I don't know. Six and zero. Wisconsin's about to happen. I'm going twenty-eight to twenty-five. Wisconsin. I'm going Wisconsin. Twenty-eight to twenty-five. Michigan State won't put up that much, probably. How about but... twenty-eight to five? Field goal and a safety. A Big Ten football That's is boring to watch. No. Big Ten football is awful to watch. I'll admit that. Teams are terrible. They score five points a game. Michigan and Iowa was ten to three. Boring. It's a crap fest. The only points came in the first quarter. It was awful. But I think I think this game will be close. It's a trap game. I'm going trap game. Lee Corso trap game. But be, I'm going Wisconsin at home and Jonathan Taylor. So that's why. And then we got what Penn State, another Big Ten Big Ten team um, at Iowa. Number what number ten at number seventeen. So it should be a good game. I think Penn State will win on the road. Even though it's at Iowa, but I think Penn State will win. Iowa does have trouble beating Penn State. Uh, but both teams are doing really good. Penn State's averaging over fi- averaging about 50 points a game. So, And then, listen to this. Both teams are giving up get less than 8 points a game. They're giving up less than 8 points a game, Matt. That's Big Ten football. That is. <laughs> you don't score. No one can score. Did I mention no one can score? Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, Iowa usually has trouble beating Penn State, but it's at home. It's at night. They got the Children's Hospital. Iowa wins. That's my upset pick. Iowa wow. upsets Penn State. You saw what they did two years ago versus uh, Ohio State. They should have beat Penn State with Saquon uh, three years ago, I believe. But Iowa gets it done at home at night. I'm going Hawkeyes. 28-27. Okay. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Even though Penn State averages 50? Yes. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be like you're going to see like a, uh, you know, a a 21-14 to game. Iowa? No, Penn State. Penn State. Penn State's going to win. Yeah, we'll see which team can actually score. Yeah. Special teams will have to come into play for sure. Uh Uh-oh. Definitely in this game. (laughs) But then our final game uh, that we're going to talk about before moving into OU Texas. Florida at LSU, number seven at number five. Death Valley at night. Matt, a quarterback who did not start one game in high school is not going to go into Death Valley at night and win a game. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> it's like that oh, that good song. I love it. A little Born on the Bayou kind of little Credence Clearwater, you know. Go Tigers, man. I love Ed Orgeron and LSU. I don't know. It's fun to watch when they're in these big games, even though it was such a letdown when they played Bama last year, and you got so hyped, and it just didn't happen. But they are going to hand Florida a loss. LSU is going to be 6-0, and and it's going to be a good weekend to party at LSU. Yeah, it should be a good Go game. Tigers! It <laughs> should be good. LSU's defense, though, is pretty troublesome. 39 points to Vanderbilt. We like to overlook that one, Braxton. Let's just not look at that <laughs> SEC, final score. SEC, we it overlook. Was it was a win. It doesn't matter. It's SEC. We won. It's okay. But LSU outgains Florida in every category. Trask, it's going to be – it's his biggest game of his career for sure. I, I don't see him getting it done. Uh, just going in Death Valley is impossible. Going in as – well, only having three starts under your belt, not even starting in high school. This LSU team is rolling offensively. When's the last time we had a LSU team that played offense? 
They're second in the nation behind OU in total offense. Got a good quarterback. Good quarterback play. They've got a good system in place at LSU. It is good. So, Heisman contender? Joe, Bar- Joe Burrow? I mean, he's got to be up there, but Jalen Hurts is... Number one right now? Taking that, yeah. True. So, I'm going LSU, 31. Florida gets in a few points late, 21. I'll, I'll, I'll go similar. I'll say... Mm, 28-14. 28-14. Good score. So we're both going LSU. Matt, yep. what did we pick? Every game besides one we had different. We're pretty much the same person. <laughs> Literally, I'm talking to myself in a mirror. So. <laughs> All right, so that's college football pick. I'm going to On This Day in History. 1773, Matt. Were you alive then? No, but I think you might have been. I was. Paul Revere gets married to Rachel Walker. <laughs> and this is uh, uh, there was this nothing else gossip uh, <laughs> column with Braxton Poe right here talking about uh, weekly marriages and all the cool gossip in town. Matt, really, that was the only thing. No, you could I got find. one more thing. Okay, what do you got? That, what do you got? 1975, Matt. I know you're gonna like this one. Okay, can you guess? I know you're gonna you're gonna love it. A lot happened in 1975. 1975. Something to, something parties. to do with George Disco. Corlin. George Carolyn. Yeah, I don't know. SNL premiered hey. with George as the host. Nice. Yes. There you go. I know you love SNL. We all love I SNL. I love SNL. Try to catch it whenever I can, every Saturday. <laughs> and bring it back on, Jacob Clements. Clements, you got an on this day? I actually have an on this week, Braxton. Oh, on, on this week. Because. Switching it up. I know, right? Because it's OU Texas week. I have something great. On this week in 2001, in the OU-Texas Red River rivalry, Roy Williams performed Superman and got the ball for the touchdown. I hear that. Way to be enthusiastic about that. But (laughs) I hear that Superman was actually made after that play. That's what I understand. That's what I get from that. So Superman wasn't created until Roy Williams played over the Texas offensive line. Some say Roy Williams was the first Superman. Some also say that Texas cried after that. I mean, I would too. Lose the game 13-2. to two. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, you got any birthdays today? Yeah, so Eleanor Roosevelt was born on this day. Cardi B. Cardi B. And the uh, late great American actor Luke Perry also was born on this day. So, those are your birthdays happening here in October. Can you believe it's already October? I'm still in shock that it is. It's what? It's the 10th. Or the 11th. It's, yeah, the 11th. it's the 11th. So it's crazy that we're already almost to Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and guess what? Summer break. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I can't wait for Christmas. But we are closer to bowl season. That is right. Why we're would you look along. forward to that? We we're don't want to look moving. ahead. Um, so, Matt, are you today's date? Because you're an 11 out of 10. Oh, my dude. <laughs> Thank you for that. But let's get back. Not enough about me. Let's get back to the, uh, the good stuff What's about this weekend. Well, first... Oh, sorry, my jump of the gun. What we got? You got to follow us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Burgers Brots, Twitter, Instagram, Burgers Brots. Show us some love. Give us some five stars. But finally, Matt, drum roll, please. Oh, you, Texas, weekend is here. What? Second Saturday in October. Matt, it's our first Burgers and Brots um, Red River rivalry. That's right. All what would make this moment better if I had a corn dog. Well, actually... And funnel cake. Technically, it's our second, but it's our first at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. So, but 
Are you excited? I'm excited for some 7 a.m. Fletcher corn dogs. That's what I'm excited for. Some beer or no <laughs> lemonade. Right. Some root We're beer. Drinking early. <laughs> this is what some root beer. Desert right here. Some people say that the breakfast of champions is not Wheaties, but is in fact a corn dog funnel cake and many beers at OU Texas. You ever had the Gator Bites there? That's facts right there. Gator Bites are amazing. Really. Next time you go. What get about them. fried butter? Fried I've butter is very that. delicious. I have not looked at what they have so far this season. But Burgers and Brats will be live from the Cotton Bowl, 7 a.m., where it will be 40 degrees when we arrive and about 50 at kickoff. So usually it's really hot, sunny, but this year it's going to be weird. It's going to be very cold, just like Tom Herman's heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he got me. Good job. Speaking of Tom Herman, college football's biggest 11-year-old, who is also insolent, Tom Herman... Why are you so offended by a hand sign? If maybe you want a little bit more, you wouldn't be so offended. But maybe you should actually look at yourself and realize that you need to stop getting hung up on this snowflake and horns down will be forever. Tom Herman, you are probably the type of person who put who orders a steak well done and then puts ketchup on it. You're also probably the person that when you go to Outback, you don't order a bloomin' onion. You're also the person who leaves the toilet seat up. At first, I'm laughing because you mentioned all these food things. And I'm like, okay, so Tom Herman loves to eat, I guess. And then you brought in this toilet thing. That was funny. What, what is a bloomin' onion? A bloomin' onion is where an onion is split apart and then deep fried. Wow. He it's hates amazing. those? Oh. Tom Herman hates fried foods, which is one of the chief exports of America. So Tom Herman hates America. Why are you not running a uh, Tom Herman hates account on Twitter or something? That would be funny. That would be funny, but you know what? We can't talk too much on him. He might get us banned. Oh, true. Oh, my gosh. Tom, I'm so sorry that I offended your poor little sensibilities. Please, dear God, grow some skin and suck it up, buttercup. Remember when he mocked the Missouri quarterback? Oh, yeah. Remember when he mocked a disabled kid, too? Remember when Sam Ellinger said he would never forget anyone who does the horn sound? Well, guess what, Sam? You ain't forgetting me because I do it every single day. You do it every day. I, every day. He does do it every day he wakes up. He uh, walks out of his room and says horns down and then starts screaming. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, but yeah. you know what? I actually I have some stats for this. So as we, all te- as we all know, Texas fans are extremely arrogant. And they're incredibly annoying. Sorry, John. My stepdad. Um, so basically, what's going on here? They love to say that they have 60 some odd wins against OU. Number one, Texas fans, those came all in the 1900s. Ever since World War II, we're tied. In fact, actually, OU's leading. All time series, though, was Oklahoma. Tied or we're leading? We're leading. So I won. Yeah, they claim a bunch of wins in like the 1800s, 1900s, when we weren't even a team, really. Yeah. So that's where they get most of their wins, but go on. Okay. I have some stats for you from the all powerful Blinken Riley. Sorry, Blinken. We're gonna we're gonna feed off of you here a little bit. All time series when Oklahoma is ranked, Sooners lead thirty two to twenty two to three. All time series when both teams are ranked, Sooners lead twenty one to sixteen to three. When Oklahoma's in the top ten, Sooners lead twenty six to twelve to two. And when both teams are in the top ten, Sooners lead nine to seven to one. I think you're missing the most important stats: <clears throat> seven national championships to what two, 
And then uh, you got okay. They have four. Let's let's you know make sure that four. Four? Texas fans right. don't come after us on Twitter because you know they will. It's two Heisman's, right? Yeah, horns down. Yeah, it's two, two Heisman's. Heisman's compared to seven. Hey, two Heisman's just like the two horns going down. So wait, they have two Heisman's. Yeah, well, you know, last I checked, seven was greater than two, right, y'all? And OU has two Heisman's in back to back. back. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, number six, Oklahoma takes on number 11, Texas. This OU's got the best offense in the country. Defense is majorly improved. Uh, they're ranked in the top 50 um, in the country. And that Texas secondary, Texas defense, is not looking good this year. They are not looking good. They get Colin Johnson back uh, from an injury. So, this will be his first game back. Well, they're already better without, you know, Brecken Hager. You know, he had to braid his hair on the sidelines, so. So, when is the last time we were talking about an OU defense was going to be the difference in this uh, Red River rivalry game, where they were coming in with the better defense than Texas? It's been a long time. It's been since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been long. But uh, this game should be good. Um, oh, some keys to the game. Texas. The, their front D is really good. They've got to go after the OU O-line, get in the backfield early, because our, that o, our o, O-line is just awful. They are terrible this year. Um, and then they've got to run the ball. They've got to get the ball running, go towards the outside. You saw that. Tech did that. Um, Puka Williams did that for Kansas last week against OU. And then some OU keys, no penalties. Uh, 129th in the nation with penalties per game. Um, Hurts, he needs to be accurate. Uh, we've seen some um, instances where he hasn't, but this year he's been looking great. And then go deep often, open up the running game. Go deep on the Texas secondary. They are awful this year. OU fans, be loud. Cheer on this team because we all know if it's 3rd and 10, <laughs> we all off. know. Or 3rd and 20. <laughs> we all know that either 11 or 21 yards play is about to happen. And there'll be some player or something's going to happen that we're going to want to blame. But just get the stop, OU defense. Get the stop. Another key thing as well for the OU defense, stopping quarterback draw to the right with Sam Ellinger because once he Force finds out he can't once he finds out he can't throw, because we all know he can't throw, he's going to try and start doing that. If OU defense can stop that, force him to throw. I'm going to give Ellinger credit. He's been good the last uh, – every year he's in the rivalry. He's a good quarterback. Good quarterback. He keeps – he, he's really good. He keeps tex- Texas in the games we've seen the uh, last two, three years. He's the reason they've won. He's been really good in these big games. He's been good in big games uh, versus LSU he was. Uh, last week he um, led them away from West Virginia. But should be a good game. Ellinger's a good quarterback. Hurts is a great quarterback. But here's a stat, Matt, or Matt and Clements. So the last three times Texas was ranked number 11 entering this game, OU has won by an average of over 40 points. So, it's looking good. History's on the side. 40 points. That sounds like what uh, OU offense gets every game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, And we're not giving it up this year. <laughs> one more thing, too. Lincoln, please come out of the tunnel wearing a Barry Switzer beat Texas hat. <laughs> we all want to see it. We all want to see you run the wishbone occasionally, too. No, no, so, we want to air it out and go deep air it and out make a sure we bit win. Too, but also the wishbone. Just We're so not we running the wishbone. Okay. But at the same You're time. You're the only one that wants to see the wishbone. I do want to see that. But at the same time, Lincoln, Here's some- you're smarter than Tom Herman. You can outcoach him. 
Make him act like he did towards Mike Gundy when he lost in Stillwater last year, please. Can we we agree, don't want to see that. Can we agree? Herman's a good coach. He's. I think he's a good coach. But Lincoln's a great he's got, coach. He's got what? Four, six losses, maybe. I have feeling. I have. Uh, he's. A, he's a good coach. Terrible man. Good coach. <laughs> I see. This have some hard feelings about some of the actions he does. I terrible don't, man. I don't like him. I don't, I, like, I don't him. like him. He's a decent coach. Terrible guy. Decent, better than good. So Tom, go decent. Tom, Tom Herman is the equivalent of Toby in the office. But so Lincoln Riley, don't take your foot off the brake. Don't slow everything down like uh, that happens in this game usually. But Bob did it. You did it versus Georgia in the Rose Bowl. Don't step off the gas. Keep it flying. Keep Jalen Hurts active. Put Pound your the foot rock. on his throat. Throw deep. Don't let Texas get anything. No, that offensive line. They better have worked this um, week. They better have been practicing no penalties. The penalties are going to be a big factor in this game. The offensive line and defense needs to turn around when the ball comes. But they've looked better. Defense looked better. But offensive line just needs to step up because they have not been good this year. So step up offensive line. They're all freshmen. They're all new except for the center, uh, Humphrey. But should be should be a good game. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It'll be a great game on Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Nothing like it, right? Love 11 a.m. kickoffs. One more thing, Lincoln. Bench Parnell. Okay. Bench Parnell. Okay, coach. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, score predictions, Matt. Start with Clements. Start with Clements. Uh, I actually I picked this game at uh, in our little pick at work. Spread, hey, spread is uh, 10, 10 and a half right now. Probably will drop to 10 uh, before game day, maybe 9 and a half. So, keep that in mind. Yeah, um, I know the spread is 10.5, 9.5. What I'm going to say is OU uh, 42, Texas 38. OU 45, Texas 24. Really? Oh. Shut down. We're shutting them down? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, yeah. See, this is the thing about this game. Anything can happen. The team can be uh, undefeated. One team will be undefeated. One team will be winless. The winless team will win. That's just how this game goes. So anything can happen. This game's always close. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Texas covers the spread. Um, Hurts, the big thing, this is going to help. Hurt, Jalen Hurts knows how to play in big games. Three national championships, three SEC, or two SEC championships. Iron Bowl, he knows how to play. I'm going OU 47, Texas 38. Boomer Sooner, horns down, beat Texas. So that's our OU Texas preview. Thanks for joining us for the um, segment, Clements. Moving to, we'll talk about some other news going on in the um, around the sports world, and we'll wrap it up with our burger and brat. So, other news: the what or the welterweight champ Eric Spence um, is in ICU after a car crash uh, Thursday. The a free Hong Kong signs were confiscated during the NBA games, which is surprising. And then Purdue bans campus betting from Boilermaker Sports. <laughs> so why can't we bet on our team? It's only a Purdue thing. <laughs> it's that Big Ten baby. But uh, Purdue banning that. Cap Kaepernick said that he's been in contact with all 32 teams. He's gotten a little to no response from them. Uh, OBJ is reportedly on the trade block. What do you think of that, Matt? I don't buy it. <laughs> Put the whole team on there. <laughs> Get Baker an O line. Get an offensive line, please, first. All right, trade OBJ for five great offensive linemen. They need to trade for Trent Williams. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Bring back the Sooners. 
And then Zion Williamson dropped 29 points. But Matt, his farthest shot, guess how far away it was from the rim? I'm going to guess 10 feet. No, not even close. Really? Four feet. Wow, really <laughs> doing heavy damage around the rim. Four feet is his farthest shot. Dropped 29 points. That's impressive. I mean, look, he's going to be a great, great player. I, he's looking dominant. He really is. So that's other news going on around the world. Uh, NFL, NBA, MLB. So sharing our burger and brat. Want me to start, Matt? All right. Sharing it with the Cotton Bowl. Um, well, not more, I'm not sharing a burger and brat. I'm sharing a Fletcher's corn dog. I'm sharing some beer. Sharing some lemonade. Whatever you get deep fried. Deep fry the hell out of it this week. Share a... If you go to that game, I'm sharing a burger and brat, a Fletcher's corn dog with you. Should be an amazing game. So, Clements, you want to share a burger and brat? Yeah, you know, I'm going to actually share my uh, burger and brat with Creed Humphrey. Um, you know, I feel like he's going to do great. Creed Humphrey is a legend, and he deserves it. So, Creed, there you go. You get a burger and a brat. I am sharing my burger and brat, but mainly probably shots and beer. Um, with the uh, former manager of the Phillies, Gabe Kapler, who got canned uh, Thursday morning. I know it sucks. I know it sucks. <laughs> Should have kept Harper. Yep. He, well, you know. Well, yeah, they or he does Harper. have Harper. <laughs> See, I, even the Nationals got better without him, right? <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it sucks. It, it will get better. Um, I don't know where Philly's going from now. But, hey, take a shot that you're not on that team anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there you go. All right, so that's our podcast, OU Texas Preview, college football, NFL picks, MLB uh, from this last week. So thanks for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Burgers Brots, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Burgers Brots. Give us that five-star. Leave us a nice review, and we'll Venmo you $15, maybe. All right, Boomer Sooner beat Texas. I didn't agree to that. (laughs) Beat Texas, horns down, Boomer Sooner.